This is 4H4U2, a podcast from the Mississippi State University Extension Service promoting 4-H programs and positive youth development. Here now your host, Dr. John Long and Kobe Rutherford. All right, and welcome to 4H4U2. I'm John Long. And I'm Kobe Rutherford. And we want to welcome everybody uh, back to the podcast uh, if you're out there, we hope somebody's listening to us anyway. I hope so. We're kind of getting a little bit, uh, I guess, getting quite a few episodes under our belt, Kobe, and uh, I guess things are getting a little smoother. What do you think? Yeah, I think we are. I think we're getting better at this every podcast we go through, and um, maybe we'll be famous one day. I'm already famous. That, we'll work on you. That's right. Yeah, so, the but goals. anyway. Well, we are so happy to have uh, Mariah, Dr. Mariah Morgan with us. And Mariah, how are you today? I am doing great, John. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Great. I have known Mariah for a long time. We won't say how long, but I've long known her for quite some time. Even before, well, we were both in our roles, I think. Correct? Yes. I think that's mm-hmm. true. So Mariah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and, you know. What's your favorite favorite flavor of ice cream? Okay, so I am from the metropolitan city of Artesia, Mississippi. Awesome. Big town, yes. big city, yes. big happenings. It's 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 still it's, happening. Yes, it is, very much so. But it is unique in that it has informed a lot of my decisions and a lot of my outlook, particularly as it relates to 4-H. I've even had some fun going back and doing um, some training with the local... Uh, after school club that's, oh, that's there yeah. so that was a lot of fun to go back and uh, see that but I grew up in Artesia and then I have uh, actually pursued a degree in philosophy and foreign languages wonderful but ended up with uh, 4-H and 4-H robotics working for the extension center for technology outreach here at MSU mm-hmm. so that's been a lot of fun and we've had some good time with that favorite flavor of ice cream mm-hmm. gotta be cookies and cream oh that's mine too well, what's yours Kobe you know, I think any ice cream, but I guess if I had to pick a favorite, it would be from this little place in Clanton. Uh, they have cantaloupe ice cream. Really? It's fantastic. I have never had that before. I've tried that. What's the name of it? We'll do a shameless plug for them. <laughs> um, Peach Park. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. Well, if it's a MSU ice cream, which we highly suggest you uh, try, <laughs> it would be Muscadine Ripple for me. No doubt. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, just saying, you're from Artesia. Have you ever taken that road from Artesia back to the airport? You ever gone those back I sure roads? have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a little secret. I couldn't believe how quick I got there one day. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it again. But yes. anyway, I guess that road's still open. It is. Okay, mm-hmm. good, good. I know lots of secrets about Artesia. Oh, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast <laughs> right it there. Uh, mm-hmm. It would probably be an entirely different podcast. Exactly, it would, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, good, good deal. Well, Mariah, you are... Over, or I don't want to say, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. So. Okay. What, uh, what exactly is 4-H Robotics? And just kind of introduce us to that uh, and, and kind of tell us, number one, what is it and really how did it get started? Sure. So 4-H Robotics got started... Gosh, it's probably been nine years now, uh, maybe even a little bit longer. But it really grew out of a need that we saw for our 4-H youth to have a different experience than what we were currently offering, say, in the computer project 
And so we looked to see what was available, and we realized that there were some things happening in the area of robotics, and we really wanted to be a part of that. And so we began in Newton County with a group of youth that were there for a SIFAR, Children and Youth Family at Risk program. Uh, and we were in a, in a community church there uh, in the summer, and we had all these robots and all these children and it just went uh, really well, and they really got excited about robotics and what that might mean for their future. And so from there, the program has just really grown. And so uh, we have added different things as our knowledge of robotics and youth and how those two things go together. We've really started focusing on our younger youth because we know that most of our 4-H youth and just youth in general are going to decide quite early on whether or not they're even interested in STEM careers. We know some research suggests that girls decide by kindergarten wow. whether or not they want to go into STEM. And we know that usually for our boys, it's around first or second grade when they decide whether or not they're going to pursue STEM. I wonder why that is. A lot of it's what they're exposed to, what really? they've seen, different mm. things like that. And so what we're really focusing on now is providing more opportunities for our young cloverbud, that's our five- to seven-year-old mm -hmm. range in 4-H, to get excited and to get into uh, STEM. And so uh, rather uh, sneakily, I might say, right. we have uh, launched the 4-H Lego Club Yes, curriculum. yes. And so we really are pretending uh, like we're just playing with Legos, but at the same time, we're teaching those engineering concepts and we're teaching uh, those careers that you might could do if you pursue STEM, but we're really just having fun with Legos. And so um, we don't tell them that they're learning all of those extra things. It's just as kind of part of that process. We're doing learning through playing, yes. which is very important yes. for young children. And so just getting them open and ready to do the next thing. Legos, the thing that you step on with your bare feet. Exactly. Yes, that's what I call them. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> They're horrible. Have you had that yet, Kobe? We have not gotten to the Lego stage oh. yet, but uh, it's coming fast. Prepare yourself is all I can say. <laughs> I, I am. It's pretty bad. We so, have about 50,000 Legos right now in the state of Mississippi. Really? With all the youth doing uh the Lego clubs. 50,000. Wow. So if you think you've got problems at your house, you ought to be in my office. In your office. <laughs> I'll bring them to mine is all I can say. Oh, my gosh. You were going to say, what were you going to well, say? Well, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, it seems like with this new um, robotics program, we are actually able to reach a new set of um, children into, and get them involved in 4-H um, through a non-traditional type program. I think that's really neat and uh, something cool. that we really need in the state. Well, one of the exciting things that I have seen is that we do attract youth who might not generally be interested in our what most people consider typical 4-H right. programs. Quote, unquote. Quote, typical. unquote, right. But what's been so fun is to see them come in, and maybe they don't like to talk to other people or in front right. of other people, or they just maybe just have a difficult time relating to others. What's been so great for me to see, because, again, not trying to age myself, but I've seen some of these 4-Hers for a while they might they, have started they have kids now? <laughs> <laughs> they might have started when they were you know eight or nine ah. <laughs> and they may be in college now. okay okay but okay. um what's been so fun is yes they kind of came in because they were interested in legos or they were interested in robotics and oh along the way they found a love for public speaking mm. or they found a love for uh you know community health or something like that and so yeah. it's been really fun 
to see that uh, growth. And I actually had uh, a group this past year that was just in absolute almost tears because they came to tell me that they were going to do the dairy judging contest this year, and they did not want me to be upset with them. And I said, it's really okay. We, we, we want you to get involved in other projects. Right. That's one of the great things about 4-H is that you can explore all these different opportunities and all these different careers in this one environment so that you have that experience before you get out of even uh, elementary school, really. Right. And so, yes, yeah, you go have fun with the dairy contest because, one, you get to eat ice cream. That's so right. they go, exactly, Back to ice cream exactly. again. But, you know, at the same time, I know that most of our dairy farms are going to robotics uh, to use for milking the cows. And so much of our farming and our agriculture is robotics-related. So I know at the end of the day – they're still going to have to come back and see me for that robotics. Eventually, <laughs> that works for that uh, the inclusiveness, not the exclusiveness that Correct. stands for. So I think that that's wonderful. Now, what, you know, it seems like in, uh, uh, that technology, I don't know, some people say there's nothing new under the sun, but it sure seems like technology is just so f- fa- uh, qu- wait, quickly advancing that I mean, these uh, even if you look in homes, you know they have these personal assistants and and things like that, which probably just you know just a short time ago seemed like the biggest. I mean, it's George Jetson type technology, right? I mean, that sure. was it was just improbable, and now it's becoming more probable, or it is occurring, and we have to be prepared for that. And I think it's great that that we have something that's actually getting youth at least exposed to it for sure and that's what we don't want or i guess let me say this we want to use programs like the 4-h robotics program and things like that to help teach youth how to approach those challenges because the technology is changing so quickly yes and so we can't just bring them in and say oh you've only got to be able to code or to program in this one specific language that's not what we're trying to teach we're trying to teach the how do you address the problem and how do you work through that problem because whether you're coding whether you're just trying to solve what to wear in the morning life is always going to have a challenge and life is always going to have a problem that has to be solved that might be homework that might be coursework whatever but um, the big thing is how do you solve that challenge and persist in the face of a difficulty and that's what we want to do we want to make sure we move past that to get to a resolution Mm -hmm. and so really it's not so much about a particular program or a particular robot it's about persisting and a lot of times uh, just like in in uh, any like we've said before kobe it's like with any 4-h activity or program we have is that we're teaching life skills and we're using that particular area of interest like you said mariah that uh that piques that young person's interest and gets them into the program where we can teach them absolutely so, so they're kind of it's kind of a dual what a double-edged sword in a kind way, right, yes. not, in a, not in a bad way. So. And it's almost a domino effect, too, with the youth. And they get, come into their extension offices and get involved with other projects, like Mariah said. And then they bring their parents in to start utilizing extension as a resource. I think that's the coolest part about this whole project. I do, too. I like it. I love it. So what are your um, – What are your, oh, i got to say this. So, like, uh, a lot of y'all probably don't know this, but – so our the 4-H office adjoins a, a classroom, and we walk across it to get to another hallway. So I was uh, walking through there one day, and I, most of the time we have a sign that says there's a video conference going on because we got some equipment in there. And so 
it was not, I don't guess the sign was turned around, but I opened the door, Kobe, and there is Mariah sitting behind the desk with a green wig on. And I did not know what in the world I had just stepped into. <laughs> and she was just talking away. And I, so, Mariah, what you did or, or do, uh, what what was that I got exposed <laughs> to rather abruptly? Are you sure you want to know, John? Uh, well, I'm asking, so I guess so. <laughs> well, every, <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know. But. Every year we have a 4-H robotics kickoff. It's usually in late January, early okay. February, kind of depending on when Dixie National is because mm-hmm. we don't want to. You know, yeah, we don't want to mess, up, mess no. with that. No, and right. so uh, we have a big kickoff every year. And so typically beforehand, we'll have counties register and we'll send out little kits for them to do. Mm-hmm. And we'll all get online um, via interactive video. Mm-hmm. All the counties will join up and we'll do that robotics activity together. I think that year that you came in, it was probably... Uh, so you even remember it. It was probably <laughs> a... Uh, well, I only have one green wig, yeah. so I <laughs> and a feather boa. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I mean, you gotta if you're gonna do it, do exactly, it right. exactly. So, go okay. big or go home. You're right. And so I think we were doing uh, some type of uh, sensory robotic fish that year, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, cool. This past year, my memory is getting a little uh, difficult. You know, not so great uh, as we get older. Right. But um, this past year, it was honeybees. Okay. And so I had a lot of fun sending. Cool. Uh, we made robotic bees, and I had a lot of fun sending different types of honey. Uh, to the kids, or to the youth, rather, to try out. But I didn't tell them which honey was which. They just had to try it and figure it out. And uh, I had one poor youth about pass out because he tried the buckwheat honey first. Oh, (laughs) and the allergy. He's got an allergy? No, no. Buckwheat honey is just a unique flavor. Anything buckwheat is always going to be a unique flavor. Hmm. But then he had a really great time trying to convince (laughs) the other youth to try the buckwheat first, and then they all about had um, a rigor as well so it was a lot of fun so that's awesome that's awesome that is funny Uh, so what about the contest that you just conducted at state uh, congress you had a computer contest a robotics contest what were they about sure so the computer contest um, is really where they're making an app using the mit app inventor and so much of our technology is going to be phone driven or you know smart device driven in the coming years and we just want to um, expose youth to that concept that they can make their own apps and so really it builds on just the programming that they've been learning in our younger uh, programs so for example our clover buds you know they start out with lego and then they moved to Scratch Junior, and then they moved to Scratch, and then they moved to probably the EV3 programming or Python programming, and then they move into Python and the MIT App Inventor. And so um, that's what they were doing in the computer contest. And then in the robotics contest, they had used the Hummingbird robot uh, to create, again, our theme this year was was bees. We're kind of working off uh, some of the work that MIT is doing and uh, several different bigger groups like that. And so they had to make a robotic bee using the Hummingbird platform, and they had to program it in Python. And so what you saw was what they had created um, using that robotic kit and the programming language. And I thought they did a really excellent job. This is the first year we had used the Hummingbird and the Python. Uh, Python is one of the first programming languages they learn when they come to college. Mm-hmm. And so we that was wanted, what I was going at. Yeah. It's not a snake. No, no, no it's not a snake. Uh. It's an actual, just a programming language. And uh, I think they really liked that. I think they liked being able to use the Python 
to program in. That's cool. That fascinates me that a, a child in Mississippi has an opportunity to go through the 4-H robotics program, learn all these tools that one day could help them develop an app that could be used nation or worldwide. Yeah, that you don't think of it like from that standpoint. I mean, from the beginning, you yeah. know, like a little child doing that. But that's the way it gets started, you know. Or for some, it sure has, for sure. And the coolest thing about it is, 4-H is free. Yes, right. That's exactly right. A lot mm-hmm. of people ask me, they say, well, how much does it cost? You know, we, I'll get that at State Fair a lot. Well, how much does it cost to join? Uh, nothing. Yeah. You know, you just come show up at your extension office and say, hey, I'm interested in 4-H. Uh, so, Mariah, we were, I remember, and I don't know, have you, since we're talking on honeybees, have you ever, I heard that they were using in like the, oh, hiving me- a mechanism or whatever for micro robots have you ever heard that mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty out there too isn't it i wonder how advanced that is right now have you ever it's pretty advanced is it's, it? it's pretty advanced probably yeah. more than we need to know, <laughs> right? so they're spying on us so. it well, just amazed me like i think mariah mentioned the dairy industry earlier today and how uh there's some researchers in the animal science department that yeah. are uh, collaborating with uh, folks in ag engineering about keeping up with cow steps and cow temperature, milking with robots. It's just fascinating. It's crazy. I, well, I've got friends in Pennsylvania, and they, their dairy parlor blew me away when I went in there. It was just so far. I probably hadn't been in a parlor in so long, and it was so more advanced than, you know, I had seen before. And it's all because of these advancements in technology that just keep you know not not taking over but they are it to a sense they're you know taking um not necessarily jobs but they're making things more efficient for sure so that's really good that's really good well uh mariah what do you have coming up uh for uh 4-hers well, sure. Well, we, of course, we have Project Achievement Days coming up where Ooh. our junior 4-H youth will be participating yes. with their robots. On We're excited a, about that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they have a bee theme as well. Everything is bee themed this year. And we typically try to uh, have a theme that reflects something that's going on in the industry right. or something that might be of uh, interest to the youth. Will there be buckwheat honey there? There might be. I hope so. Might be. <laughs> there might Pardon be. Me. Exactly. I want to taste some. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have some down in the office. You can try. Oh, good. For the, yeah. It's not for the faint of heart, but yes, it I'll is. I'll get my coffee in. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But um, one thing that's exciting, and I think it's going to come up, and we've I've been asked by many extension agents over the past week while they were here for Club Congress when our next Lego Club club curriculum was coming out. Mm -hmm. And um, that is underway. We have begun that process. So hopefully we'll have that out sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. We have our Scratch Junior curriculum that's out, which really just walks for each youth uh, through how to code, how to begin coding, and also what it means to be a 4 H'er. It talk, takes them through the four H's of the clover. And then uh, we have a new curriculum that's really, I think, going to be popular with libraries. It's called mm-hmm. Programming Pals. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jamie Varner has uh, worked with Lori Matzik to write that. Cool. And it's about reading, but it's also about programming. It's joining two things together because we don't want to promote uh, coding and uh, not promote reading because those are very big things and we want those two to go it's a literacy skill basically what we're working on is digital literacy skills wow that's going to be the emerging trend that we see coming uh coming ahead and so we'll be working on that we're hoping to have a training on the ev3 robotics in late uh 
July or August, probably August now. Mm -hmm. And then we'll keep working uh, on our Hummingbird and Python options for our senior 4-Hers as well. That sounds awesome. Now, real quick, I I should have asked this at the beginning, but how many 4-Hers, do you have any idea how many 4-Hers are or uh, how widespread robotics? I know it's growing. Right. It's continued to grow, especially at Project Achievement Day. It's just... I don't want to say crazy, but crazy in a good way, right? Right, right. And so it's it's very large. So I I would assume that you've seen it grow quite a bit over the time that you've been over it. Sure, we have. And what we're seeing a lot now, which really excites me, is that our extension agents are taking it and doing it for summer programs. Yes. And yes. so we have a lot of uh, counties that do summer camps uh-huh. and do programming in the schools and even after school. Right. And so that's really exciting to see. Um, that growing on its own, really, because they're able to have teachers trained and they're able to work with volunteers Mm -hmm. to offer that program to far more youth than I could ever reach on my own. And so when you ask how many, it would be hard to say just because the ones we see at competition are not necessarily reflected in all the hundreds of youth that they have been working with locally in their community. Yeah, and that just means that just because you're exposed to it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to compete in it that's right you might be in dairy judging (laughs) that's right that's right that's right and we're going to close no i'm kidding i'm kidding i mean if they found out there was ice cream in dairy judging exactly (laughs) i'm going to say buckwheat honey does not trump ice cream buckwheat honey oh it does not (laughs) it does not Not even if you put it in ice cream i don't i don't think so we're not going to try that exactly (laughs) don't bring it to project Achievement. Okay. okay no i'm kidding i'm kidding well, Mariah, thank you so much for being with us today, and just keep up the good work, and we just look so forward to see where robotics is going, where, hey, some, where it's been to where it's going. It's the sky's the limit, I think that's for sure. So, no doubt about it. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up uh, 4H4U2. Uh, if you want more information on 4H robotics, Mariah, tell them where they can go to find more information about that. The website for sure, right? The website for sure. Mm -hmm. And we also have a Facebook page. Wonderful. uh, Mississippi 4-H Robotics. And then, of course, they can email me, Mariah, M-A-R-I-A-H dot S dot Morgan at msstate.edu. Awesome. And I can refer them to the right place. Great, great. Well, thank you so much. And we look forward to, again, maybe even having you on another time. And you'll have to wear the green wig. Oh, absolutely. All right. Very Uh good. All right. With that, I'm John. And I'm Kobe. And we'll see you next time on 4H4U2. Thanks for joining us for 4H4U2. For more information, please visit extension.msstate.edu and be sure to subscribe to our podcast. 4H4U2 is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service, Office of Agricultural Communications.